Rosen Madati, 2020 has been a wild ride for the entire world. We're ending the year. We're going into 2021. We're going to do some reflection today, but how do you like to reflect? How do I like to reflect? You know, actually, I was having a conversation with my mother earlier today, who is very factual. Everything is like matter of fact, trying to remove emotions. And I went back to, I think I tend to be quite linear in my reflection and then sprinkle the emotions as it goes along. But I tell you, one of the things that, and this comes from my mother, is when I reflect, my bias is towards seeing the positive of that reflection, is always seeing things through um, a very optimistic way of looking at the events and coming out of it at wanting to really come out of it with joy rather than sadness. And that was a conversation all along with my mother this morning. And we were reflecting on 2020 and she said, hey, you know what? You have two options. Either you see how crappy it's been or you think about what actually has forces this on all of us to be different and to create new opportunities and possibilities for ourselves. And I thought, I love you, mom. You're <laughs> Your so mom awesome. is so wise. <laughs> yes. But that's, that's really how I reflect. I think I've been trained that way by her. It's almost like you train yourself how to feel. Someone like me, I feel first. And then I think about, should I feel this way? Is this good for me? And you think first. And then you're like, how do I want to feel about this? That's excellent. Yeah. How about you, Mirari? I don't know that I take time to reflect, to be completely honest. But I'm Well, it's a good thing that we're here today. I know. <laughs> I'm like, is this a therapy session here for me? <laughs> I'm very optimistic, as you all know. <laughs> so I think that maybe because I do that often, I may go through bad situations and I make it emotional about it. But at the end, I'm just like, okay, time to move on. And I guess the best thing that I can explain it is I was listening to, I think it was my pastor that was talking about it. And one of the things he said was, he goes, it's time to stop turning back. And he uses this analogy that he's like, you know, there's so many of us that may keep going back to those things that hold us captive. Like the dog turns back to his vomit and the pig that is clean goes back to the mud. It's like, why do you keep doing that? And I was just like, huh. You know, I start reflecting what were those bad maybe situations that I may have put myself in or or let's say I say yes too many times. I didn't say no enough, right? And then I was caught in those stressful moments. So I started thinking of, hey, what are the things that I need to say no to and so that I am not stressed? And what are those things that maybe I need to put off for the year after versus taking it all on. Because, you know, I'm Superwoman and I could do it all. <laughs> so You actually are, but that's no. another conversation. <laughs> but, you know, it brings stress, right? And, and exhaustion. And, you know, there's so many other things that could be prioritized. So I started thinking about that, like, hey, I, I don't like as much to be stressed out. There's different things that I want to be able to do, like spend more time with the family, even though you're at home. So what are those things that I need to stop? Because otherwise I'm going to keep going back to those things that bring me negative stress. That's the only way I can think about it. 
today we are going to be looking back in order to help us understand the future. I heard the other day this phrase that says the past serves as a prologue for the future. So if you don't really know what the past is, it's hard to move forward. Because if you can't really look at what's happened, you're going to be in that endless cycle of going back to your old ways over and over and over. And then that just brings misery. Yes. (laughs) So if you're listening right now and you have a pen and paper, we're going to go through five questions you can ask yourself to reflect on 2020. So get it out right now. And I'm going to be asking Rose and Madati these five questions so you can hear how they think. And this is off the cuff, so they haven't really had time to prep, but it's just quick ways to reflect on 2020. So let's get started. First question of today is what happened in 2020 that you want to celebrate? So why don't we start with Rosa? <laughs> I love how you always laugh when I ask you a question. I, oh yeah, that's right. Yes, I, I yes, I like to laugh. Whatever we can do to bring up the spirits, I'm game. Um, so what happened in 2020 that I want to celebrate? I think a lot of things actually are worth celebrating. Of course getting this team together to put the podcast. I think it's awesome. I think I feel so proud of what we've done and the team that we've assembled that puts this podcast together. The number of women that we've actually interviewed and that we've learned from and all of their wisdom and insights and how it's really been beyond any expectations or visions that I think, and I'm speaking for the three of us, that we really had for the podcast. So there you go. One of my top things to celebrate. I think the other thing for me to celebrate is family. Family with capital F in regards to not just the opportunity again to staying home and trying to figure out what it is to be with your family 24-7, which I usually I didn't used to do, right? And as I was sharing with my mom this morning, even seeing my son become a full-fledged teenager and and really <laughs> just trying to figure out how to struggle through this upcoming years it's been it, it's been something to celebrate cuz i initially i never thought i was going to have children and then i have a teenager which is amazing to me who has very very strong opinions and ways of really thinking and feeling the world. So that's something to celebrate, which is life on its own. I was with you last year when he turned 13, remember? Right. On his 13th birthday. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Then, as I said, family, like getting closer to my sisters. My sister came to the U.S. for the first time. My older sister, it was fantastic to be able to be with her and see her and rekindle our relationship of siblings I don't know. I have a long list, you guys. I don't know whether you want to hear it all, but but there's a lot. There's friendship. There is friendship. And and I know we had a program on friendships. And and I have to tell you one of the things to share. I um we were going to have, as you guys know, a big celebration, birthday celebration this year. So quite a number of friends that I hadn't had an opportunity to see in many years, in some cases over 10, 15 years. We're going to convene in Europe for this birthday celebration. Obviously, that never happened. 
but actually forced us to actually to get in touch and see each other after years of not having connected. And that's been beautiful. It's been amazing just to get to connect with an old friend of mine from when I was a teenager that I hadn't seen for a long time with whom I traveled through Europe as a teenager on on Eurorail <laughs> many years ago. And all of a sudden realize like, wow, we can connect and really celebrate connections at a completely different level that I don't think I've experienced due to being in this time in 2020 and having to make a different kind of effort to rekindle those relationships. So I'm going to stop there because, as I said, my lists tend to be really long. <laughs> I love it. It's <laughs> so special. Be, there's always an opportunity to celebrate something and I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Rosa. I uh, think for me, there there's three. One is that my family's healthy. My parents are healthy. My children are healthy. My husband, myself. And that has been just, gosh, one less thing to worry about. So I celebrate every day when my family's healthy. The second thing that I would say, and I agree with Rosa, is being able to bring so many women together in this podcast. I've just enjoyed getting to know them and, and celebrating their achievements. Like every time we meet a woman, I celebrate her. I'm just like, ah, this is amazing. And it makes me want to do so many other things. And the third one that I would say is being able to witness my son learn how to count, my daughter learn how to do divisions, right? Things that I would have missed because a teacher does that. And I am not advocating or saying, I want to be a teacher because definitely I'm not the one, but just being able to see that and just see them grow together as siblings, it just has been a blessing to see that. Although some days may feel chaotic, I have to celebrate it because it has just been amazing. Something I would have never done if we weren't in this situation or I would have never witnessed. Okay, the next question for you listeners writing this down, when did you have the most fun? So we'll go back to Rosa. And okay, Rosa, this podcast is only so long. <laughs> so, All right, so I am going to say there was one week heading into my mother's 80th birthday that my sisters and I decided to lip sync a song that she liked from the 60s. So we had to learn the song, we videotaped it. We have to sing it every day and it's a very catchy song from the late 60s. And that was so much fun. I was dancing with my son in the house every day to that song. And, and in fact, I, I saw it again this morning and it just puts me in such a great mood. So honestly, that was so much fun, like a whole week of being in lockdown and just singing every day and recording and being joyful, being joyful for and, and celebrating the life of my mother. So through that song was awesome. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> No, that's what Rosa just talked about. I was like, that sounds like so much fun. I, I need a little bit of dancing in my life. <laughs> For me, and this is the, the crazy woman that I am, the most fun I've had was creating the Activate Conference. While it was painful, it was 
fun. It was so much fun because I was able to get so many ideas from so many amazing women. I was able to meet so many inspiring women there that I was exhausted, but it was so much fun at the same time. And I think that's what kept me going, just the fun of meeting so many amazing people and all the support that I received. It was amazing. I just had a great time doing it. It looked like a blast too from the videos I saw. All right. Now let's go into a little bit of letting go for 2020. So this is a simple question, but it's long. So I'll repeat it a few times. What do you simply need to stop doing in order for tomorrow to be better than yesterday? What do you simply need to stop doing in order for tomorrow to be better than yesterday? All right. I can tell you what I need to be doing. For me, this is one of those strengths that taking to the extreme becomes a derailer. And this is the one thing that I want you guys to think about is sometimes we think we are so good at certain things that sometimes we abuse being good that it actually becomes a weakness and an opportunity to actually to address. In my case, I love to plan. I am a really good planner. I'm a really good project manager. I like to look ahead. I like to have my specific goals, etc. But I can plan the hell out of everything. And what I learned this year out of that is we were going to have this big celebration back in Europe and I had planned it a year in advance or so, right? And I had everything organized and squared up, et cetera. And the pandemic happened and we couldn't do it, right? And what I've learned of that and what I realized that I do that I should stop doing and in my life will be so much better is trying to be more in the present and trying to let go and enjoy and appreciate the now and the moment I'm in without thinking, all right, what, what is this in service of? Because I've come to realize that it is exhausting and sometimes there are forces outside of your control that will really push you, of course, and it's okay. And it's interesting because we, we've spoken about this quite a bit on the podcast and I, I realized that because it's one of my strengths, I tend to impose it on everybody around me and it's not healthy. It is not healthy. And again, I think taking the time to enjoy the smaller things and, and really leave some of some other things for happenstance and serendipity, it's okay. So that's, that's part of what I want to do tomorrow. <laughs> that's what I want to do, that I will make things easier. It's almost like stopping to think about the future to be present in the moment. And being okay, right? Being okay with that. It's very hard for me, you guys. Super, even while I'm saying this, it's like, right. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let me go back and listen it's to like this. My, you know, like my little devil on my left shoulder is saying like, right, you're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if this were a true coaching session, we could probably get into exactly, it. I could say, how exactly. will you stop? <laughs> how, what would this look like, Rosa? <laughs> yeah, I think but we if, need if, to follow up on this one. <laughs> right, right. But you know, knowing me, I will create the moment so I can stop. So then I can plan it around. <laughs> well, if that's what works for you, then leverage it. 
Exactly, exactly. And, and that'll be fine. So there you go. That's mine. That's my thing that I want to work on um, big this one. year. Miradi, what do you simply need to stop doing in order for tomorrow to be better than yesterday? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is to stop being distracted by the things that don't really matter. So, for example, being distracted by something someone said or being distracted by the way maybe somebody had treated you, that doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, I own my actions and how I feel. And, you know, at the end of the day, like they say, how you choose to be treated is up to you, right? So at the end of the day, it's for me to stop getting these distractions, take the best of me. But that doesn't mean every distraction, like to give you an idea, if my kids distracted me, then I want to be able to do kind of what Rosa said, live in the moment, be able to be present for them. But I'm talking about the distractions that I feel sometimes just society brings, the politics or whatever it was. Like, you know what? That's a distraction that I don't really need. It's stopping me from becoming the better me. It's taking over my emotions and who needs that? Nobody does. It automatically just takes you away from the focus that you need. So for me, it's stop letting the distractions that don't matter take time in my life. Because time is precious. <laughs> All right. Thinking about the creative side of you, and this can be a planner side of you or the creative side of you. What would you like to create more of? So thinking about 2020 adding on to what you've already created, what would you like to create more of? You know, it's uh, such a great question because I think it's how you're purposeful about what you're creating rather than creating for the sake of creating because otherwise we go back into what Mirari just described, which is just creating noise and distractions for the sake of creating things. And we can create those ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and we're very good at it. But I tell you, one of the things that I've been thinking quite a bit, and mainly because I'm going through my own journey of, if you like, self-discovery as well a little bit in regards to history and history paradigms. And we've talked about this as well in the podcast, especially going through the racial equality journey that we're on right now and more specifically our own challenges going through the world being multicultural women and doing those reflections it's been fascinating for me uncovering some conversations going a little deeper for me in really trying to ask myself questions about history and European history and art history in particular that has provided mental models of what the ideal including of beauty might be that are grounded in a very biased way of looking at the world and creating meaning of the world around me. So if anything, if I can create more opportunities to look at the world through the eyes of those who might not have been represented up until this point or who could have been on works of art, for instance, but kind of in the background without in the foreground and trying to learn about them and looking at, again, understanding 
who we are as human beings through artists. And again, those who create beauty that are not what under what you would think are the normal paradigms of beauty and artistry. That if I can do that or engage in those kinds of meaningful conversations, if I can do more of that and start looking and rereading things with a different critical eye and open up those insights for others, I think I'll be happy. I don't know. It might be too deep what I'm saying. But that's, I was that's just right. about to say that deep, but I love I it. <laughs> I feel like we just got a glimpse into your brain and it's like, whoa. I know. I'm like, yeah, that's not what I'm thinking. Wow. That's I need to step I'm up my game. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. I think it's <clears throat> I feel like I, I just it. read a textbook right now. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I know. I know. But it, this is like what my curiosity, I guess is, let's put like create moments of curiosity for myself. Because one of the things that I found and the recent reflections that I have done and speaking to friends from the past who knew a Rosa from the past that is not the Rosa of today, it was fascinating to hear them talk about this Rosa that I forgot existed. And I thought, wow, she sounds super interesting. I need to bring <laughs> all of that back. And one of those aspects is... I used to be really into art, more from a historical perspective, art history, and and really, I'm, I'm not an artist, but I have that appreciation, and I, I find it fascinating how others can interpret the world through art and beauty. But like when you start looking into it, and then you add the layer of who's in being of the possession of the beauty truth, and I think it's fascinating. So if anything, if I can create more of those moments of curiosity for myself, and by the same token, kind of impact others to do the same, I want to do that. <laughs> I don't know what that would look like other than continuing to read and talk to people. We're going to have to have your sister come on the show. For yes. real. Yes. And explore. Explore all this. Her sister's an artist, by the way. <laughs> Madadi, what about you? What would you like to create more of? Well, first I like to say it's funny because while Rosa's trying to bring back the old her, I'm like, I cannot bring back the old Madadi. <laughs> and I would not have my old friend my old friends on this podcast to talk about my old me. <laughs> it might be, a, be really interesting. No, no, no. It probably, you know, anyway, I won't even go there. Actually, what I would like to create most is more special moments with my friends. I have my family and I we've been creating special moments, but I miss my friends. I miss like they're in person. Even us, I think we have these great special moments, but I still remember when we were together. Like that I miss and I just hope that we get the opportunity. And if we do, like I want to go full force and start. I know we can't plan, Rosa, but (laughs) (laughs) I would love to just spend time creating special moments and memories with my friends and loved ones because we will never know, God forbid this happens again. God, I need that to take me through another year. That's beautiful. I know. See, it's because you can only you only give me one bullet, Alisa. I tell you about my moments of curiosity, but I want to get on airplanes again and I want to travel. I know. I know. This is what you want to create. So I guess create opportunities to travel. All right. So this is the big question of today. 
what is your biggest lesson from 2020? And now this is our last question of our time together. I would love to do something in January when we're coming back. We're taking a break for Color Forward for the holiday season and maybe the beginning of the year, but maybe we can ask these questions. I have a ton on planning, which Rosa would love for 2021. But for today, let's end with this question. What's your biggest lesson from 2020? And let's start with Miradi this time. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) That gives Rosa time to plan. I was hyperventilating there for a second. <laughs> She's like, let me go through my 30 lessons and think about what sh- my favorite is. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Go on, like, <laughs> Gosh, is it only one lesson? Um, the biggest lesson. The biggest, biggest lesson. I guess the biggest lesson for me, I have to take it back to my faith, is the biggest lesson is that I am not perfect and that regardless of everything that I've done, that wasn't perfect, you know, Jesus still loves me. And he has helped me through the worst times of my life this year and has given me the opportunity to rejoice with the both of you today and really just look at all the amazing things that did happen in 2020. So I would say that's my biggest lesson is staying close to my faith really helped me through every single moment I had this year. Yeah, it's interesting, like what sticks out out of everything, right? I've been saying almost this whole year, it feels like we're all walking around with anvils on top of us. And then like, oh, okay, well, what's left? (laughs) So that's a great lesson. What about you, Rosa? Yeah, it's funny. You just said, I am not perfect. I think we're perfect. <laughs> and for those of you who can't see Rosa's face, she has like the look of conviction on this. Totally, totally. Yes. I, you know, I walk into rooms thinking like, I am perfect. Um, <laughs> I think that we're perfect. I think we're perfect the way we are as human beings. And I think the choices that we make, who we are. And I think this year we've been forced to make choices that I think in a quote unquote normal year we wouldn't have made. Right. So I think for me, the biggest lesson is, is, is really about making choices and sometimes to be okay with maybe not making the right choice, but Hey, what else could go wrong? Right. Don't ever it, ask that question. Right. No, but You'll I mean, be surprised. Think, I know. But we I mean, found out. <laughs> you know, I remember one of our guests at Nam. The why not? I think that was so refreshing to hear. And I think, you know, in a year like this year, like, why not? Right? Why not? And I think thinking that way, it's kind of a big lesson learned on its own. And really, so I would say that on the one hand, and also because I need another bullet, is my biggest lesson I think this year is also around the way I start, is around enjoying the smaller things is around being outside, being in nature, looking up, looking at the stars. I hadn't looked at the stars in a long, long time. And, you know, looking at birds that I know are on the edge of extinction and I'm looking like, wow, I can see them. (laughs) And I had never paid attention. I'm not a bird watcher or anything, but it's really enjoying and looking and looking at the colors. And how many times have we spent time looking at the colors of what nature has around or is giving us. And and it's all of that. It's just being able to kind of like stop on your tracks 
pay attention. For me, that's been a thing this year. It's like, wow. And also, again, because I need another bullet, it's like feeling fortunate. There's always an opportunity to look at yourself, look around and feel fortunate for what you have or for what you can give. And I feel super fortunate. It fills me that sense of health and knowing what a lot of people are going through now. So there you go. Close the list. I love that. I know I was impacted by Edna's episode too, the why not. I kind of would like piggyback on that one to say anything goes. I feel like this year, anything goes. Like you show up in your pajamas to a meeting, it's okay. It's 2020. You gained a little bit of weight, whatever. I got my pajamas on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just stood up and showed us her pajama pants. <laughs> anything goes. And it's kind of like... Because we've been so pressed, we also have more freedom to just be ourselves, to not care what other people are saying, doing, thinking. You just be you because we literally don't have the energy to try to be anything else than ourselves. And isn't that great, actually? <laughs> it feels great. It's been a great year. Well, I hope our listeners have had a chance to take some time to listen to Rosa and Madati's reflections and these five questions. The five questions will be in our show notes if you want to do that. And at the end of this year, we started our own LinkedIn group. It's all about rule-breaking strategies to help multicultural women advance in the workplace. So we'll link that in our show notes too. We want to continue the discussion and really hear your voice. So we'll put a question about reflecting on 2020 into the group, and we'd love for you to join. We hope that for 2020, you have learned more about yourself, and for 2021, you share more of your voice. We appreciate all of you, and we appreciate everyone who's listened to this podcast and participated. And I just want to thank, on behalf of the three of us, all of our guests for Color Forward. It has been an amazing year, and we've been so inspired by incredible multicultural women who have done amazing things and are just starting for a lot of us. So thank you so much to our listeners, and we hope you have an amazing holiday season and an incredible start to 2021. inspiring stories, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a guest you'd love to hear on the show, send us a DM on Instagram at colorforwardpod. I'm Elisa Monjadis, producer of Color Forward. Thanks for joining us and please leave us a review.